Welcome to the Sensual Feminine Life Podcast. I am your host, Jen Bogaiski, where I will take you on a deep dive into your own life so that hidden, hurting parts of your soul can be healed. This is a podcast about love, sex, pleasure, and relationships. You will learn how to feel safe, to truly love and connect with your body, surrender to the desires and hungers of your soul, and step into the beautiful, sensual, feminine, sexy, and powerful woman you were created to be. I believe deeply in my soul that sexuality is the missing key in personal growth and development. It is time to toss away all of the nonsense you have been taught about these taboo topics and heal your relationship to your sexuality. You can eliminate shame and guilt, own your sexy confidence, feel incredible in your skin, embrace the depths of exquisite pleasure and have the deeply connected relationships you truly desire. Grab your cozy socks, pour yourself a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of the Sensual Feminine Life podcast, Breaking Free, which is about letting the little girl be free. So in our last episode, I mentioned to you a choice that I made that started this entire journey. And that was saying yes to a program that created the space for me to really start looking more deeply at myself. And this was just the beginning of the program. I really had no idea what was going to unfold for me. And during that first month of the program uh, is when I had my 40th birthday party. And rather than having what I like to call a drunken fest, (laughs) um, we actually had a mini retreat at a place called the Homestead up here in Plano, Illinois. And it was a beautiful, amazing weekend. And one of the that we did was walking a labyrinth. And if you are not familiar with a labyrinth, it is a beautiful, sacred walk experience. And if you can imagine a space where there's only one way in and one way out. And there are many different ways to build them. Some are built with stone. Some are just grassy mazes, right? There are a variety of different ways where you can experience a labyrinth. And this particular retreat center had one built into their property. And it was the first I had experienced it. And um, Beth Meyerski, who actually led the retreat for us, she led us through an activity. And the intention is that you ask a question on your way into the labyrinth. 
and you expect to, you know, receive an answer. And then on your way back, walking through after you reach the center and then come back, you are grateful for having that answer being given to you. And at that point in my life, about nine years ago, I had asked for guidance on my business. At that point in time, I had a nutrition business that I wanted to teach moms how to teach their kids to be healthier. And the response that I received was, let the little girl be free. And I remember walking out, scratching my head, going, huh, well, now that's interesting. What does that have to do with my business, right? Those of you out there who have businesses can totally understand, right? If you're asking questions specifically about your business, wanting to take that forward, and then you hear, let the little girl be free, it's like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't really quite understand. So I had to allow myself to be open to what that actually meant for me. Um, what's interesting is also later in that evening, we did something that is called an intuitive vision board. And I don't know if you're familiar with that. Many of you are probably familiar with vision boards, but this was actually an intuitive vision board. So rather than saying, what are your desires, right? I know I would like to go to Italy, or I really want a new house or a new car or this cute little purse, whatever it is. This is, you look through magazines and you just intuitively pull out images that are calling to you. So there is no specific thing you're looking for. So this was really a great exercise in trusting my intuition. And I remember there were two specific pictures I was drawn to. There was one picture that were two um, peppers, right? They were like orange and yellow bell peppers, and they were shaped like a bra, which, of course, I thought was kind of cute and funny. I was like, oh, my goodness. How is that? Like, spicy, sexy bra, you know, kind of a thing, right? And I'm like, okay, why is why am I attracted to this? At first, my thought was, I don't want that on my vision board. That's kind of weird, right? Like, why do I want to put that on there? It's kind of embarrassing in a weird kind of way. I remember just raising my hand and saying to Beth, I'm like, I'm kind of intrigued by this photo, but what should I do with it? And her guidance was, if a picture called to you, and you gave it attention, it has a message for you. So go ahead and put it on your board. Okay, fine. There was another picture that I was drawn to. And it was actually a, a somewhat naked picture of Adam and Eve in the forest. And I remember looking at it being drawn to just staring at it with reverence and curiosity. Because again, why was I stopped in my tracks 
to look at this image of a naked picture of Adam and Eve. So I, I went with the same, you know, experience I had with the first one where I thought, okay, I don't really want anybody to know I have this on my board, but I'll go ahead and take it and put it on there. And what was interesting is where I happened to place it was actually in the center of the whole story, which of course I didn't know at the time. And what's very interesting about those two pictures was that it was leading me in the direction of healing my sexuality. I just didn't know it at the time. And I remember looking at the images and thinking about what we were taught about naked bodies and sex and religion. And when I look back to nine years ago and I think about that experience, it makes so much more sense to me now than it did back then as to why that was coming up. Because what spirit was intuitively guiding me to look at was my beliefs around the body, nakedness, sexuality, sensuality, spiciness, what it means to be sexy. And again, I just find it fascinating that that's what spirit spoke to me in that retreat. Then let's fast forward a little bit of time after the retreat. And I knew that my business was no longer about nutrition, right? It was going to be about helping women heal their sexuality, connect with their bodies, this letting the little girl be free, right? It was being free from any of the religious, cultural, patriarchal conditioning around sex, the body, pleasure, desire. And I remember hiring a team to help me create my branding for my new business venture. And when they came up with the name The Freedom Keys, I was blown away because they knew some of my story. However, there were pieces of the story that I didn't even know until I talked with the owner of the homestead later on. And one of the things she shared was that years ago, that where that location was, they used to use that place to hide and free the slaves because there's a train tracks that are like right over there. And I thought, wow, this is really all about freedom. What that meant at the time, but I thought, wow, yeah, embracing our sexuality really is the key to freedom. And this is where the freedom keys itself was born. And 
the next thing that I would like to share with you is a poem that I wrote as part of my journey in letting the little girl be free. And there are many layers to this journey, but this was the very beginning for me. And when I had uncovered different traumas in regards to my body and my sexuality, I needed to write out to process and feel some of the pain. And I did that through poetry. I have always liked writing poems and have written some songs, which you'll hear about later as well too in future episodes. Um, but this one here is when I stood in front of a group of 15 women and claimed that I was breaking free. And I want to share that with you here today. So scared to learn things that might have been, to dig down in my deepest thoughts and see life way back then. A sweet little girl, so gentle and fair. Why must she have so much pain to bear? So trusting of those whom she loved so dearly. How could they take away a smile so clearly? What started out as a cool winter night turned very quickly to a dark and gloomy flight. The innocence of a simple mistake to tear apart a heart that would deeply break. Running away from the fierce controlling woman into the arms of a comforting man, being confused about love for the next 30 years and plenty of times with turmoil and tears. I just want to take the pain away in this darkness and no longer want to stay to take broken dreams and turn them around like new seedlings planted in the ground. What truth in this darkness do I have to face? The warm touch and sweet embrace. At first it feels weird, but new and good, but nothing like I thought it would. Many times over it happened again, the secret we kept until I was about 10 and began to feel it slowly along that these actions were not right, but wrong. For all of these years, what have I done? I thought it was in pleasure and fun. And now I feel so dirty and unclean, but I can't tell anyone or be seen. So I must bury the memories inside and tell myself that I must hide. For if the truth were ever to be told, more stories and lives would have to unfold. Mixed messages about sexuality were taught, and God forbid if I ever got caught, I would be punished and condemned, so I should be a good little girl, amen. 
in junior high felt my first real kiss. And it was like heavenly bliss. Mom approved and said it was okay. The comfort of a boy, I wanted that feeling to stay. My hidden self was buried inside. And the perfect little girl came out with pride. A good Catholic girl, I knew I would be. Not remembering the things I could no longer see. To be alone, I didn't like to be. And girlfriends always seemed to flee. So to feel comfort and love in my life. A boy I needed to remove my strife. A point in time came when I was curious for more. What is all the hype behind that locked door? What happened next is I just wanted to fit in and made a choice to commit a sin. Too young to know where this could lead, unaware I had planted a new seed. Where boys liked and wanted me, this was a good feeling, you see. It was over, it went too far. I drove to his house in my car. Again, he wanted to be with me, but a future with him I could not see. A part of me wanted to stay, but I knew in my core it wasn't a good day. He was surprised at my reply. No, I told him time after time. As I laid there on his bed, almost feeling like I was dead, I didn't fight him off of me. While I said no, I let it be. Way feeling torn apart. How do I mend this broken heart? How do I forgive myself for what I have done? And who is this that I have become? Then a month later, another surprise. The thing I feared in front of my eyes. Pregnant and alone at 16. What on earth does this mean? This doesn't happen to a good Catholic girl. No one to talk with, my mind's in the world. Can't tell mom and dad it will be a disgrace. I must continue to hide my face. I prayed each morning to take it away. This pain was too much to bear another day. I couldn't have a baby at 16 in my life. But I couldn't make a choice to kill it like with a knife. God must have been watching over, you see, and knew he had great plans for me. A gift he gave me, I miscarried, and he took the baby away. No more worries or pain, so I thought that day. After all that, now I was tainted and worn and didn't care much about anything to mourn. I really didn't learn my lesson, but rather wallowed in my own depression. Things changed when I met Joe. Like the other men, absolutely no. A man who respected me, God did send. I no longer needed to pretend. Well, he rescued me from the woman I had become to who I was. I had become numb. I'd mixed emotions and feelings buried inside, those which I was not ready to open wide. I married the man that rescued me. But was I really rescued? Now I see. 
a safe prison which I have created, walls, doors, and windows all gated. To be a doormat and controlled was not in the plan. So from being a servant far away I ran, put myself on a pedestal being better than thou, and created the following vows. Being submissive, a servant I was not going to be. Being controlled, a doormat taken advantage of, no, not me. Remain unclean so I would not be found out. Being ungirly is a way to hide and just live life about. So I created a kingdom of isolation to be seen. And oh boy, yes, I was the queen. I blamed everyone else when things didn't go right and made up excuses of why not to fight. I hid from myself and created a safe place. And now the real me I must face. I can no longer hide behind who I am. It's me. I am beautiful, confident, smart, creative, sexy, sensual, and amazing. It's time to release, and now I must break free. If these words have touched you, I hope that you can be curious and open in your heart to learn how to let the little girl in you be free. Thank you so much for listening to the Sensual Feminine Life podcast. I'm your host, Jen Begeiski. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss future episodes and leave a review to help reach other passionate women like you know they are not alone in this journey to experiencing thriving relationships, exquisite pleasure, and sexy confidence. If you have felt a calling to take this work to a deeper level, this is your sacred invitation to join my free Facebook group, Essential Feminine Life, or schedule a heart-to-heart with me to learn more about how you can take this work to the next level and say yes to your pleasure and your desire.